0: My daughter, who was about nine years of age at the time, was her name, looked at me one evening when we were doing story time and she said, Daddy, what does God look like? And uh, we lived in Amsterdam, Holland. We worked in the red light district. And um, my daughter had been really observing what was going on in the city around us and internalizing a lot of stuff. And she was on a very important spiritual journey and she was at a really beautiful crossroads And I thought, wow, how do I answer this question? What does God look like? So I took some time and I said, well, here's some things that God does not look like, sweetie. He does not look like an old, stern, grumpy grandfather. And um, she had a beautiful grandfather, my dad, who was loving and warm and kind. And I said, he looks like Grandpa does, but he's he's not grumpy, he's not stern. Some people think that God... It's like a grandfather who has a big stick and he has a big beard and he's looking over the balconies of heaven and he's looking for people having fun and then he wraps them on the knuckles and says, cut it out. And she smiled and she says, no, that's not, that's not like grandpa. <laughs> I said, no, that's not like what God's like. And I said, God's not like a judge who keeps track of everything and is measuring exactly every wrong thing we do and then's going to kind of hold it against us at the end of our life. I said, that's not what he looks like. And he's not like Santa Claus going around handing out presents, trying to bribe us to be good. I said, that's not what he looks like. But, sweetie, this is what he looks like. He looks like Jesus. And I thought about that verse in John chapter 1 where John said, No man has seen the Father, but the only begotten Son of the Father, who's in the bosom of the Father, He has declared him to us. So I said, God looks like Jesus. He looks like Jesus when he was welcoming the little children to come to him. And he wasn't too busy. He wasn't too important. He wasn't too bothered by them. And he took them into his arms and he set them on his lap. And I had this picture in my mind of snotty-nosed crying kids with embarrassed parents. And the disciples kind of hovering on the edges, trying to keep the kids away. And Jesus took them into his lap and gathered him around him and looked into their eyes and got on their level and told them stories. I said, that's what God's looked like. And I said, he looks like, he looks like Jesus when he went to a woman that nobody else would go to because she, she was of a different race and she was of a different religion. And she actually had done a lot of really bad things. But Jesus wasn't afraid to be seen with her and to talk with her. And I said, God looks like Jesus when he went to a wedding feast. And I told her the story of Jesus going to the wedding feast and saving a family from huge embarrassment and shame. And the wedding feast in those days were like wedding feasts that I went to when I was in Afghanistan. I lived in there for several years. And when they did a wedding, they did it for days and days and days. And the worst thing that could happen is you would run out of food or you'd run out of drink. And Jesus cared enough to show up at that wedding and save the family from embarrassment. He took actually these symbols, these ceremonial pots, and he filled them with water. And then he turned them, had the servants fill them with water and turned that water into wine. That which was the symbol of of getting yourself to the place where you were cleansed and you were right with God and you were presentable to God. He used those pots to bring wine to that wedding and lift the shame off of the people. So I told my little daughter, Misha, about that story. I told her different stories about Jesus. And I said, that's what God looks like, sweetheart. You know... um, we have a lot of pictures in our mind that people have helped us create sometimes those pictures are imposed on us images of god that um, have come from our past experiences i have my own images from my church my church days but god is not limited to the pictures that people impose on us nobody needs to define jesus for us or define god for us we get to do that ourselves in relationship with god uh, i was in college I ran out of money and I decided I needed to do something to earn some money and I went to a, I went to a crazy uncle in our family and uh, he was the kind, I don't know if you have a crazy uncle in your family but we had a really crazy uncle and he was a door-to-door salesman and he sold lots of things. Uh, he sold Bibles door-to-door, big family Bibles and one of the things he sold was pictures of Jesus, giant poster-sized pictures and I went to him, Uncle Elvin was his name and I said, uh, I need to make some money. And I didn't want to sell Bibles, I just couldn't bring myself to selling Bibles. So I said, can I sell pictures of Jesus? And he loaded me up with a supply of Jesus pictures. And I went into a poor neighborhood, and I started peddling pictures of Jesus. And uh, the nice thing is, I had, a, I had a Jesus for every need, or every person's kind of, whatever they wanted, I had that Jesus. I had the, I had the uh, Jesus knocking at the door. You remember that picture? And I had Jesus with the little children crossing over the bridge, watching out for them. I had the sacred heart of Jesus. I had them all. But after a while, I got so embarrassed selling these pictures of Jesus, I thought, I can't keep doing this. This is terrible. We all carry around with us pictures or images in our mind of what God is like. But the most incredible thing for us is that God has broken into our world in the person of Jesus Christ. And he's made himself known to us. One of the things that we used to do in Amsterdam at Christmas time is we, we would throw a party because it was Jesus' birthday. Somebody came up with this idea, I can't remember who it was, and said, Hey, at Christmas time, we should not be giving each other presents. We should like give presents to Jesus. So we said, Okay, what would that look like? So we sat around and we kind of imagined, What would it be like to throw a Christmas party for Jesus? And it's his birthday, and we'll give him presents. So we just let everybody kind of create their own uh, idea of what that would be, look like. So we gathered together right on the edge of the red light district one evening, and we started the whole process, and we let people come and bring whatever they wanted to, to bring. People made things. People wrote poetry. They did songs. Some people cooked cookies for Jesus, and then we helped Jesus eat the cookies and the, <laughs> While we, were, while we were in the middle of this celebration, the celebrating Jesus' birthday, a lady walked in who we all knew, who lived on a certain street and worked as a prostitute. She came in with a couple kids in tow. Uh, she had sequin top on and hair piled up from platinum color. And uh, we had been very engaged with her life. And she was on a journey to Jesus, but she had so many images in her mind that were blocking her coming to God. Her pain had shaped her image of God, what other people had said to her, the scripts that had been created for her, the relationships in her family, her experiences with with Christians. And here she sat and watched us do this. And at one point, she couldn't kind of contain herself anymore and she just kind of impulsively stood up and came forward and was excited but then embarrassed herself because she didn't have anything to give to Jesus. And she stood there and she, she started crying and then she knelt down in front of us. And she said, I don't have anything else to give to Jesus but myself. And she said, but please don't kick me while I'm down. And you know, it was one of the most beautiful moments of my life that in the moment of celebrating Jesus and celebrating his birthday and presenting presents to him, somebody came and said, I want to give myself to Jesus. And these days we're together. The opportunity that we have is to dismantle and let go of any pictures that we have in our minds of what Jesus is like that is not true to who he really is. We all have some of those pictures, and it's a lifelong process of getting rid of them. But Jesus wants not to be limited to any one image we may have of him, but he wants to be who he is and be real and living to us and dispel every painful picture, every untrue every, every true picture of what he's like, and he wants to break into our lives. So I want to invite you, along with myself, that we would let go of those images and those pictures and we would let Jesus just be who he is. I live in Africa now, and I love the bush. I love going on safari, going out in the wild. And a few years ago, I was out in the bush. I was with a friend, and uh, we were going to go back and get into the truck that we were driving around in. And uh, the guy that was helping us, the driver, come running back, and he said, Hey, there's a lion. There's three lions. There's a male and two females. And... uh, so we can't go back that way. And the guy I was with, we said, hey, you know, if we're really careful and quiet, we could probably go and maybe get a, a view of these lions. And uh, so he, he said, would you like to go see a lion in the bush in the wild? And I said, man, that would be awesome as long as, you know, we're okay. And he said, yeah, just stick close to me. So we, we walked back about a quarter of a mile. We got to a dry stream bed. We looked down. Sure enough, there was lion tracks. And he said, okay, we'll follow very carefully. And there's a, there's a clearing here and then we'll, we'll get a view of them. So we walked along in some tall brush, and then all of a sudden, he said, shh, and we started listening, and the lion was actually just a few yards away from us. (laughs) And um, you've probably ever had one of those times when you've held a cat and it starts purring, and you can feel it kind of trembling. Well, I could feel the lion trembling, but. It was like putting a loudspeaker into his chest. He was just rumbling. It was something like this. And we could hear that. And every hair on my neck stood up, and I felt like my heart was going to beat out of my chest, and we slowly backed out of there. It was a wild lion. Jesus is like that wild lion. He can't be domesticated. He can't be tamed. We can't stick him in a certain room or a certain place in our heart. And say to him, stay there and be nice. Obey me. I'll bring you out when I want to show you off. And meanwhile, you just stay in the back room. He wants to be the wild lion. We can trust him. And yet we have to be open to him to be anything and everything that he wants to be. I'm going to let go of some pictures that I have in my mind of what God is like. I came here all the way from South Africa. I would have come just to be here, to sit because I want to experience Jesus afresh. I want to let him speak to me. I want him to to dispel things in my heart that keep me from experiencing him and knowing him. And I invite you to join me as we do that in these days. God bless you.